So there are a few uh, rules that come 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 uh, that 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 is uh, said when when we're talking about the law of God, and we have to think about why God gave us this law in the beginning. He gave the Israelites、uh, his law because the Israelites were so、uh, polluted, it, polluted and、um, so wicked, and that's why he needed to、uh, give them the law in order for them to live a holy life. So the reason why he gave the law to the Israelites was because they were living a wicked lifestyle, not because it was intended for them in the beginning. And even after he has given them the law, because the Israelites still lived a wicked life, he had to give them more and more, more rules to live by. If a child is very obedient towards the parents, the parents do not need to set a curfew for them because the child will just return home、uh, when the time is right. But most of the laws and the rules that are given to the Israelites by God was given to them because they were already disobeying、uh, him. And that's why there are so many laws that are very outrageous, because it was not supposed to uh, uh, be there in the beginning. And living by the law of God means that we're under His sovereignty and under His dominion. And when we're under His dominion, we have this correct、uh, relationship with Him, where we can respect one another and live in harmony. And that is the essence to、uh, the Lord's laws. And if you truly acknowledge and understand what the Lord's what it means to live by the Lord's dominion, then all the laws that He has given to us will make sense. Look at our church. For example, are, are there any laws that are within this church? Do I set a time? Uh, 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 a time for the. For the pastors to come to work every day, it is the same within the church as well. If the church is is operating correctly, then there's no need for、uh, these laws to be passed. And since the Israelites were called as the Lord's kings upon this land, the reason why the Lord gave them these laws is, is not because they,、uh, He wants to、uh, contain them or control them, but rather is, those are the laws were given to them so that they can grow and mature in the right atmosphere, in the right environment to become His royal kings. Likewise, the Lord is the Lord has set these laws and and、uh, restrictions for us as well, so that we can nurture, be nurtured, and mature as His royal kings as well. So the law was given to us to aid us and help us, not so that、uh, th- that it would become a pain for us. And living under the Lord's law means to live under His grace. In my pastoral ministry.
Do you see me being concerned about the things that are to come, or being concerned about what I'm doing in this in this ministry? No, I leave it. I leave everything to the Lord, and I fully believe that when I proclaim something on this stage, it will be done <clears throat> because the Lord has given me this authority. So the freedom that is spoken in Galatians is talking about uh, this freedom that comes when you when you live under the Lord's laws. And his, and his dominion. Freedom, this, this word freedom has, holds a different meaning for those who are living in the world and for those who are living under the Lord. Freedom does not mean you're able to do everything that you want as, uh, and as you wish. True freedom comes when you're under uh, the, the rule of God, when you follow His directions and His guidance. When you let the Holy Spirit completely take over your spirit so that you can live by the new self. That is true freedom. So let's look into the text of today. We're going to, we're going to look at uh, chapter 12. And it talks about the offering, offering the, the regulations for offering. Verse 5 it says, But you are to seek the place of your Lord God, place the Lord God will choose from among your tribes to put his name here, there for his dwelling place. So the first place of worship, the first place of offering that the Lord designated was in Shiloh. Why do you think the Lord designated a place for them to lift up this worship? It's because the pagan believers in the world, uh, when they were worshiping their own idols and gods, they, o- they always placed their place of worship in the most uh, uh, nutrition, not nutritional, but most uh, uh, abundant and place a good place in their own standards to, to offer their own worships. But God wanted to emphasize that the place of worship should not should not depend on the, the, the good resources that are around them, but rather where the Lord's presence is. And this is a key uh, principle that the Church of God needs to remember right now as well. We need, to pre- we need to be in the place where the Lord's presence is. That is the proof of, of uh, the... That is the proof for the true church, that, that, um, which is the standard that we need to use upon the churches of today. Because no matter how, much, how, how great of a worship we can lift up in a place without the Lord's presence, it doesn't matter because that is not a worship in the eyes of the Lord. And so that's why I say even if you are to leave this church, you need to pl- find a church that, is, that, that pulls on the presence of God because only... The, because only when they're able to have the Lord's presence in the worship can that place be called a church. And some of you will not understand what I'm, what I'm saying right now, but you will understand later when you, when you go to the kingdom of God. And the reason why I can say this 
the reason why I can say this so boldly is because even this, even, even this church itself does not belong to me, but rather it belongs to God. And so I allow, I do not let myself control this church, but allow the Lord to come and work through me because He is the true head of the church. And when the Israelites were led out of Egypt, that that event of them coming out of Egypt was not the ultimate goal of the Lord, of the Lord but rather he needed to pull his people out of Egypt so that they come so that they could prepare uh, themselves to come to worship and encounter the Lord only only when the Lord's sovereignty is clear uh, upon his people only when his people are able to receive his presence can they truly become the worshipers of God and uh, the Lord will finally be willing to receive their worship. And in the perspective of eschatology, it is so much more important for us to focus on the presence of God when it comes to worship because the fate, the destiny uh, that is given to the Lord's remnants is for them to, to keep the Sabbath sacred. And no matter how clamorous and how wicked the world is, is, is going to become, uh, God is still going to seek those who are willing to lift up this true worship for Him. And He will protect uh, His remnants who are willing to do so. And even though the remnants will be weak in number, it doesn't matter because through their worship, through their, their holiness, God is going to give them victory and keep them protected. And this, this is not something that the remnants have to work towards, to, to work towards for themselves, but rather it will be given to them by God through His grace. So all they have to do is keep their worship holy and uh, continue to live by the, under the presence of God. And uh, our, our lives as Christians right now is, is also the same. We receive grace and we encounter the Lord every week during worship. And with the grace that we have received, we can live throughout uh, the week. So every day and every week, it is important for us to confirm our righteousness before the Lord. And if you do not keep the Sabbath sacred, and then you are polluting not only yourself, but you are polluting this church and polluting this community as well. So, worship is the most important aspect of our lives. And right now, in, in this season, God is seeking those churches who are, who are fighting to keep the doors, of heaven's, uh, the doors of heaven opened to them. That's why no matter what comes towards you, you must not give up the Lord's presence. Do not let yourselves be contaminated and do not compromise with the world because you're going to bring that pollution, bring that contamination into the church and into this holy worship. In the beginning of this, uh, of this ministry, our, the, the Lord's presence was so strong upon this worship that as soon as the people got off the elevator, they would, start to, they would tremble and start to fall down before the Lord's presence. Some people uh, went blind because the, the Lord's glory was so, sh uh, was so bright during worship. So uh, the churches that will be able to endure through this end times is the church that, is, that, 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 have, that has this presence. 
Uh, during one of the one of the um, worships that we held in Israel, I think it was outside. But during that worship, the presence of God was so strong that tourists were walking by that place. All fell in worship before the Lord because the Lord's presence was so strong upon that place at that time. And uh, that is not just a special worship that is given to us because we were in Israel, but we need to have we need to uh, uh, experience those kind of worships every day. And that's why we are seeking and uh, we are awaiting the Lord's revival to come upon this church and this ministry. And because we know of the importance of keeping ourselves holy, that's why we do not rest, we do not stop our, our 24-hour intercession for many, for many, many years. Because we are awaiting for the Lord's revival to come upon us, so that it would uh, help us to 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 um, to stay stay upright and stay bold in this world that is that is diving into wickedness. And God has given His name to our church, and so we are we sh we have to be able to proclaim His name upon the world, even though the, even though the world is going to persecute us. So let's move on. So there's not much to talk about here when it comes to the law. So just eat the word. Verse 18, it says, Instead, you are to eat them in the presence of the Lord your God and at the place the Lord your God will choose. You, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, and the Levites from your own towns, and you are to rejoice before the Lord your God in everything you put your hand to. So that is the right relationship we should have when it comes to uh, our relationship with the Lord. We should always, always rejoice with Him because, because He has already restored us. So all the offerings that are written in the Old Testament are, are being offered, uh, should, be, should, should be being offered from us to the Lord at all times. And that includes this peace offering. And all these offerings are being lifted up during worship simultaneously. And so that's why you can cry and you can laugh and you can we can rejoice all at once. And that is a characteristic that you can see from the, pe from the people uh, of our church. Some of them start to cry and then suddenly they laugh and suddenly they start to cry again. The reason they can do that is because all these offerings are being lifted up all uh, simultaneously. Offering of uh, atonement, offerings of pe uh, peace offering, all these things are being offered at the same time and that's why our emotions go up and down. Look at verse 19. Uh, be careful not to neglect the le Levites as long as you live in your land. Uh, if we broaden the, the term of Levites, it can, it, can, uh, it can define us all. But uh, during the time of the Old Testament, only the Levites, only the priests were able to touch the, those, uh, 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 touch things, touch the things that are in the sanctuary because they are acknowledged as holy before the Lord. But more specifically, the Levites are talking about the pastors in the church. 
And so you have to serve the Levites, you have to serve the, the pastors of your church, not because of their position, but because they are the source of blessing uh, within, uh, for the church. So you need to serve uh, the, the pastors in your churches very well. And I feel very blessed to be the pastors, to be the head pastor of this church and of this ministry. To have so many people uh, uh, serve me and, and uh, serve on this ministry is such a blessing. And I'm very thankful for that. You have fed me well, you have served my family, and you treat my, my, my kids very well. And all six of my children are being raised as uh, ministry workers, and I'm very thankful for all this. So thank you. And I realize that I'm, very, I'm a very blessed pastor, and it is all because of the grace of God. So I don't know what you guys are saying behind my back, but before me, you guys always compliment me and you're very uh, uh, obedient to my words. And so I'm very thankful. And all those who went against me and went against the church uh, uh, went, are, are kicked out of the church in the end. So I guess all those who are obedient are the only ones that are left now. Anyways, let's move on. Let's look at verses... Uh, 29 and 30. The Lord your God will cut off before you the nations you are about to invade and dispose them. But when you are to, when you have driven them out and settled in their land, and after they have been destroyed before you, be careful not to be ensnared by the inquiring about their gods, saying, How do these nations serve their gods? We will do the same. So from this verse, you can tell that God detests the fragrance of, of the smell of the world. And, and that's why even after you invade, uh, even after the Israelites, Israelites were to invade another nation, He did not want the Israelites to be polluted and be influenced by those foreign nations. And thirdly, chapter 13, verses 1 through 18, is the third section, and God is emphasizing uh, to the Israelites not to serve any other gods. If a prophet or one who foretells by dreams appears among you and announces to you a sign or wonder, and if the sign or wonder spoken of, of spoken of takes place, and the prophet says, "Let us follow other gods, gods you have not known, and let us worship them," you must not listen to the words of the prophet or dreamer. The Lord God is testing you to find out whether you love Him with all your heart and with all your soul. So even in the contemporary world, there are so many other uh, heretics that are present in the world. And um, their presence is not, not such a big issue for us. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be prideful here, but it's because even if they have to send their, their scouts or their spies into our church, I think they will be more. I think they will be shocked by our church and not be able to do not be able to do any damage within this community. Has has any of their spies uh, come into our church yet? 
I think rather they would point fingers at, at us, saying we are the heretics, and to be careful of us. But what I'm trying to illustrate is that when the saints of the Lord are are um, set right in the truth, they will not be influenced by by those who are fake, and they will not be uh, tempted to go to those places which spread the false truth. Listen to the message of uh, the New Heaven, New Heaven, New Earth Church. If you listen to their message, it makes no sense, and they only speak about things and blessings. Uh, they only speak things that are good to hear, so that the people will receive it easily and be uh, be be be, uh, uh, be tempted to go to their church. And the reason why the people fall under the trap of these heretics is because they do not have the truth within them. In the churches of this age, many people do not even speak about the second coming of Jesus because as soon as they speak about the second coming, many other churches will, will, will call them out as being heretics. But I, I cannot imagine how they live, how they can keep their faith when they have no hope that Jesus is going to come again and save them from this world. It is written clearly in the Bible that God is going to come again to save this world and be enthroned as king. Anyways, let's move on. Verse 4, it is the Lord God, your God you must follow, and Him you must revere, keep His commands, and obey Him, serve Him, and hold fast to Him. So we have to keep the Lord's commands, and we have to obey His message, and not be influenced by the, by the, um, the, the, the snares of the world. And let's move on. In verse 8, it says, Do not yield to them or listen to them. Show them no pity. Do not spare them or shield them. You must certainly put them to death. Your hand must be, must be the first in, in putting them to death. And then the hands of all the people. There is no mercy when it comes to, uh, to dealing with the world and dealing against the enemy. The smell of um, serving the idols, idolatry, and the spirit of religion cannot come into the cannot come into the church, and we must be fully reliant on the Lord to keep ourselves apart from the world, to keep ourselves holy. Let's move on. Chapter fourteen. And it talks about uh, foods that are foods that are clean and unclean. Uh, you are the children of the Lord your God. Do not cut yourselves or shave the front of your heads for the dead, for you are a holy. Pe you are people holy to the Lord your God. The reason why God is telling them not to do this is because these are the regulations that are set for those pagan, uh, for those who are under paganism, and the Gentiles. And specifically, this ritual is done for for those who are worshiping Asherah. So once again, God is emphasizing that uh, for his, emphasizing. 
this because he wants his people to stay holy and not be polluted by the by by paganism. And Colossians 1:13 also talks about this as well. God has already saved us from the city of darkness into uh, the city of light. And so there's no reason for us to touch things that are, that are still within this dark world once again. Verses 3, uh, 3 to 21. Here it talks about what is clean and what is unclean when it comes to food. Is God talking about food that is healthy and unhealthy? No. He is talking about uh, food that are being eaten by those who are worshipping idols. And from this you can tell that the essence of the, of the laws that God has given to the Israelites are all laws talking about uh, uh, turning away from idolatry, turning away from the world. In many churches in the contemporary world, they try to uh, spread the gospel through marketing. They try to entice the people to to that. That's how they think they can attract people coming to to come to the church. But as you know, that is not the right way to to uh, 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 gather souls for the harvest, because that's how you let the spirit of religion come into the come into the church and destroy it. The saints of the Lord need to ha- need to meet two qualifications, and that is holiness and being uh, holiness and being uh, and being pure. When you have these two things within you, you can experience true freedom within the Lord. Okay, let's move on. So God is telling the Israelites not to eat like uh, the, the Gentiles. In verse 21 says, uh, Do not eat anything you find already dead. You may, you may give it to the foreigner residing in any, any of your towns. And this is because um, the foreigners are already eating what is what uh, eating things that they find dead already, and that's why the Lord is telling the Israelites not to do so, because they are His holy people, and so then they should only eat things that are holy. I personally do not eat dog meat, and I find nothing wrong with it. But I just don't eat dog meat. Because originally the 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 way that they would get dog meat is to uh, strangle, oh, not strangle it, hang it, and then beat it with a stick to make the meat uh, uh, soft and and good for 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 taking in. And because of that that process, I decided not to eat dog meat anymore. But nowadays, I heard that they just electrocute the dog to to instantly kill it. So maybe it's okay for me to eat it now. But. But uh, I'm usually a very open person to try new things. But when it comes to food, uh, I'm very um, 
conservative when it comes to food. And so foods that I've never tried before, I usually do not, do not eat. And even the things that I eat, I only eat a little bit. I only eat a specific kind which uh, suits my taste. But anyways, uh, it also says to not cook a young goat in its mother's milk. And these are all dishes and these are all foods that the foreigners were eating at that time. And so that's why the Lord is telling the Israelites not to, do, not to become like them. So uh, why am I always telling you guys to, to turn away from the world and to, uh, to, to, to eradicate every, any essence of the world that is remaining with you? It's because of, uh, it, it's, it's the same reason that God has given this law to the Israelites. Because the Lord tests the, the fragrance of the world. That's why we must work towards not letting that, that smell come upon us. I don't want the people of our church being being addicted to their phones. I don't want them wearing leggings. Uh, I don't want the, the ladies especially wearing short and very tight clothing. Because these are all the things that come from the world. And from uh, the book of Corinthians, we can, re we can tell that when you have holiness within you, you will not allow yourself to be polluted, be, be contaminated like this. And so if a person is holy, you can tell by their appearance. Especially do not wear those clothings when you come to church. Anyways, let's move on. And now it talk, talks about the tithes, starting from verses 22 to 29. And uh, verse 28, At the end of every three years, bring all the tithes of that year's produce and store it in your towns, so that the Levites, who have no allotment or inheritance of their own, and for the foreigners, the fatherless, and the widows who live in your towns, So why do we give tithes? It is written in verse 23, Eat the tithe of your grain, new wine, and olive oil, and the firstborn of your herds, and the flocks in the presence of the Lord your God at the place you would choose as, dwelling, as the dwelling for His name, so that you may learn to revere the Lord your God always. So the reason why we give tithes, we give a tenth of our produce, we, we give a tenth of our income to the Lord is because we acknowledge that we are acknowledging to God that everything that is given to us belongs to Him. And so by giving back a tenth to the Lord, we acknowledge that everything has, has been given to us by God and so it belongs to God, but we're, we're, we're going to use it. And giving tithes means you have the fear of the Lord within you. Uh, so on the other hand, if you do not give tithes, uh, tithes to the Lord, it means that you, are not, you do not have the fear of God within you. And you are unwilling to serve Him in acknowledgement, acknowledge Him.
And personally, I give two-tenths of my income to the Lord because many, in many cases, people uh, will serve me and pay for my food or pay for the things that I, I wear or do. And that's why I cannot, and since I cannot calculate all those things that is given to me through the grace of God, I just give uh, twice as much to cover all that. Anyways, let's move on to chapter 15. Cha Verses 1 through 15 talk about uh, the sabbatical. The sab In verse 5, if you fully obey the Lord your God and are careful to follow all these commands I am giving to you today, when you oh, so uh, on the Sabbath year, even you're supposed to uh, uh, forgive those who are in debt towards you because the grace of God that has been given to us is greater than any debt that, that someone has, uh, has, has given you. And in verse 6, it talks about the blessing for the Lord your God will bless you as He has promised. So when you obey the Lord's commands, God is going to bless you. In, in verse, in verse 9, be careful not to harbor this wicked thought. The seventh year, the year for canceling debt is near. So when the seventh year is nearing, do you think the people were willing to lend other people money? Then are you going to reject that person saying, since next year is the, the year that we have to cancel all debts, I'm not going to lend you this money? so that you do not show ill will toward the needy among your fellow Israelites and give them nothing. They may then appeal to the Lord against you and you will be found guilty of sin. So that means not lending others money before the, the, the Sabbath year it can be seen as a sin, against, uh, sin before the Lord. So the people who follow the Lord, you, you should not calculate everything for yourselves. And you should not see these things as a loss to you. Because if you lend other people money, if you give those uh, who are in need money and aid them, even if they can never pay you back, it doesn't matter because God is going to bless you for that kindness and for obeying His commands. So these commands are all written for, for God uh, to, to bless us. So all we have to do is trust in the Lord and obey His commands. And like I said before, living by the law is not us being being bound to these to, to these limitations, but rather it is all a process for us to live and become like His royal kings. And the reason why the law of uh, the laws and rules become more and more uh, specified, and, and the reason why it is uh, the, the more more things are add on to are being added to this law is because the Lord the, the people are still going against these laws, and that's why the Lord needs to go in detail and talk about the reasons why He has given this given them this law.
And you, uh, you have to realize that people cannot be changed by rules and cannot be changed by the law. And so we have to live by the grace of the Lord. Uh, versus, starting from verse 12, it talks about the freeing of the servants when they, uh, on the seventh year. So when the seventh year is here, all the servants become free men and women. But if a servant uh, likes his master, then he, then he will pierce his own ears and he will be uh, he will stay a servant in that household until the end of his life so all of the women in our church have their ears pierced right are you guys uh, signifying your servitude towards me or your, your husbands anyways <clears throat> And verses 19 to 23 talk about the firstborn animal, animals. And because the firstborn is holy and, and sacred, you have to offer it to the Lord. And everything that is first uh, uh, in, the Israel, in Israel is, is sacred, in, according to the Jews. And that's why they have the festival of the first fruits. And Jesus himself, himself is also called the first fruit that is given to us to save us. And this is a principle that is present all throughout the Lord's commands, where the first that comes in anything is, is uh, regarded as sacred. Now uh, it talks about the three big festivals in Israel: the Passover, the Festival of Weeks, and the Festival of, the, of Tabernacles. And the Israelites need to gather in in Jerusalem to off to uh, to offer their offerings to the Lord during this festival. In verses, starting from verse 18 to 20, it talks about uh, <clears throat> the, ju the judges of Israel. Appoint judges and officials for each of your tribes in every, in every town of the Lord your God. So even though you're to appoint uh, the judges, um, it does not mean that those judges hold the power to judge, uh, um, judge however they want, but rather they have to rely on the Lord and judge people fairly according to the justice of God. In the end, it means that every judgment in Israel is done by God and not done by um, the people who are in that position. So for the Israelites, this was, this was very natural for them to leave everything for the Lord to decide. And that's how you live by the, 
That's how you live, relying on the Lord. And that is the key to uh, why God has given us the law and His regulations. The core of the law of God is for us to learn to rely on Him. What's next? And next it talks about idolatry. Uh, starting from verses uh, uh, 21 to verse 7 of chapter 17. And again it talks about uh, the law in the court. Starting from verse 18, uh, from 8 to uh, 13 of chapter 17. If there's a, if the, uh, it says, if cases come before you, your courts that are too difficult for you to judge, whether the bloodshed, lawsuits, or assaults, take them to the place the Lord your God will choose. Go to the Levitical priests and to the judges who is in uh, official office at the time. Inquire them, and they will give you the verdict. And at times, uh, churches can become very messy. Our church can also become messy at times. It, uh, people get distracted, people get noisy and loud, and everything just becomes a bit messy. But in that moment, God will implement His order uh, upon the church once again. Our church is also very susceptible to uh, fraud. Because everybody, everything's a mess. But even though that might be our appearance, we know that in the core of this church, God is still uh, the head, and He's willing. Uh, he's in full control of this church and, and in this, of this community. And when it comes to cancer, even though uh, people might have the same cancer cells present within them, because all of their bodies have different characteristics and personalities, when, it, when, when people, when doctors are treating these cancer patients, they're supposed to come up with the right uh, medical procedures to treat that person that has these uh, unique and special char uh, uh, um, characteristics. Uh, likewise, this whole community, this whole church, even though we, we are one body, we are made up of individuals with, with different character traits and personalities. And that's why all of us have a unique and special relationship with the Lord. And that's why we are all under the Lord's sovereignty in, in uh, different ways. Right now, it, uh, it is the same for me as well. Do I treat you guys as, uh, as a whole? No, in worship, I, I, I have to uh, 
uh, face you guys as a whole. But even during this, uh, even during this conference, people come to me. People come to me personally to to ask questions and to be uh, to be ministered. And I have to meet anybody that is uh, that, that that comes to me because of my position and because I love this church. And I have to treat everybody differently because of their, their of their personalities or characteristics, and because of their level of holiness as well. And if you think I have no interest in you and no interest in the individuals of our church, then you're uh, you are being deceived, because I am very interested in every in all the individuals that are present within this in this church, and I'm always praying for all of you guys. And this is possible because all of us are under the same uh, dominion of God. Let's move on. Verse 14 to 20 talks about the king. So God was not pleased when the Israelites requested uh, for a king to be appointed in, in Israel. But they persisted, and that's why the Lord gave him a king. And that's why he set rules for them to appoint their kings. Uh, he says, He must be from among your fellow Israelites. Do not place a foreigner over you, one who is not an Israelite. Must not inquire great numbers of, of horses for himself and make the people return to Egypt to get more of them, for the Lord has told you, you are not to go back that way again. And he set these rules for the Israelites because he wants to uh, emphasize that he, that the true king of Israel is God and not, 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 any, uh, not the man that they have appointed. So in the end, God is just saying that the Israelites need to live with Him. And chapter 18 talks about the priests and the Levites. So the Levitical priests, indeed the whole tribe of Levi, are to have no allotment or inheritance with Israel. They shall live on the food offerings presented to the Lord, for that is their inheritance. And the reason they, the reason why they cannot have any other job is because they're busy with, uh, with their tasks, with their, with not jobs, but the, with their position as the priests of Israel. And likewise, the the church, uh, the pastors of the church or his holy servants, should not uh, work, should not be working any other jobs because it doesn't make sense for them to have time to 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 do any jobs, because they have to give all their time to serving the Lord and serving the church. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not sure which verse he's talking about, but it talks about the Levites moving from their towns to, to um, from, from their individual towns to uh, the near the sanctuary. And God is commanding the people to treat them with respect because he are, they are his, his priests. So, uh, in the contemporary world, Am I, am I an employee of this church? Or am, I a, I'm, or am I a servant of God who is appointed by the Lord to be here? The reason why the contemporary churches are being destroyed is because the people start. The people are deceived into thinking that they, that they have power over the pastor and that they can appoint anybody to be the pastor and just uh, have him be a puppet for, for themselves. So God is saying that He is going to uh, take responsibility for His servants. So do not be concerned for that. So if you if are willing to obey the Lord and obey His leaders, then the rest is, is going to be t- taken care of by God. And if that leader does a, uh, makes a mistake or leads the people to the wrong way, God Himself is going to strike that person, not the people. But if you go around to the other churches of the, of the world, you will realize that many people, uh, the, the people of this church start to judge the, the pastor and judge the pastor's wives, thinking that they have power over them. And when they're not, not satisfied with their current head pastors, they would just uh, exile him and appoint another person who is willing to do their bidings. And uh, the reason why we, why the people, uh, why the people continue to try to implement their own standards into the church is because of, 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 the, of, because they are unwilling to let go of the standards of the world that they have been given. So let's go to chapter 18, verses 5 to 18, and. These verses talk about the prophet. Verses Chapter 18, verse 15. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your fellow Israelites. So in the New Testament, God, uh, this, this verse is quoted by, by God himself. But God is saying that he himself will raise up a prophet. You must listen to him, for this is what you asked of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly when you said, Let us not hear the voice of the Lord our God, nor see the great fire anymore, or we will die. Or we will die. And in verse 22, it says, If a prophet proclaims in the name of the Lord, 
in the name of the Lord does not take the place or come true. That is a message that the Lord has not spoken. So a uh, a proof. Uh, a pro- uh, the the proof for whether or not a person is a true prophet uh, is you can see whether or not their prophecies are being are fulfilled by the Lord. And if a prophecy is not pro- not fulfilled uh, by a prophet, then we have to we have to listen to the Lord's reason why uh, why that prophecy was not fulfilled. For example. We prophesied that Trump was going to be re-elected as president, as president. But as you know, that was not the case, and so we had to pray and take a step back to see why we heard wrong. And from that, we realized that our prophetic scale was not up to the right standards and the right level, and that's why we were not able to see correctly beforehand. And the Lord told us exactly why we were unable to、uh, listen to the right prophecy. And in, in Amos, we already saw that God cannot move without、uh, speaking His prophecies to His, his prophets, and so it is very important for us to、uh, listen to the voice of God. And even if even if we hear wrong, we are not to、um, we are not to despair, but、uh, we are to listen to the reasons why we heard wrong and get back on track. Verse fourteen says,、uh, uh, "So,、um, in chapter nineteen." God is continuing to to just go into detail of the law that He has given to the Israelites, and in chapter twenty it talks about uh, the uh, talks about warfare. Verse five says, "The officer shall say to the army, 'Has anyone built a new house and and not yet begun to live in it? Let him go home, or he may die in battle, and someone else may begin to live in it.' So it is a weird rule to to be given given to the men of Israel. Weird standard for them to go to the army and stay in the army or not." And this rule itself means that I think some people will try to evade going to the army by building a, a new house whenever Israel is about to go to war. But God has His His reasoning behind these rules. And it goes on. To, he goes on to say, "Has anyone planted a vineyard and not begun to enjoy it? Let him go home, or he may die in battle, and someone else enjoys it." Even though this rule, these rules are outrageous, we just have to leave it to the Lord. 
So for us, we can apply to our lives. Are you filled with the concerns and worries of your of your lives and of of the uh, of your surroundings? If that is you, then you have to read you have to read this chapter and realize that you have to put down your own thoughts and just live by the laws that God has given to us. How much time have you spent trying to calculate and analyze your surroundings and your situation to see what is the best decision that you can make? No, the only way we should live is to leave everything to the Lord and just obey when He tells us to do something. And I, I think that I am living um, a holy life before the Lord. But even I, many times, uh, allow the world to come into me and I start to, 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 be, to get concerned once again. And uh, these cases are not very common, but sometimes uh, I get attacked and I allow the world to come into me. And that's when I start to, to plan out things beforehand. But you have to realize that any thought that you make, any decision that you make while you're under the influence of Babylon is, is a, a result of deception and unbelief. And that means you're living a very self-centered life. personality I usually like finishing a task that is before me for example if I open a jar if I open the lid of a jar I need to close that lid before moving on to something else but even that itself is a standard that comes from Babylon that comes from the world because at times God will, God will have me open up different lids all at once and leave them open and close them in different order as well All these rules, even even though God has given the Israelites many rules, but it is if uh, people can easily find loopholes in this in these rules and disobey them, but the Israelites did not, and the reason for that is because they believed that God was watching over them at all times, and so they tried their best to live uh, by the law that He has given to them. So when we read these laws. We have to see that Israel was a nation that was reliant on God, that cannot do anything without the Lord's help. But because we're living in Babylon, and because we have been living by the standards of Babylon, thinking that we have to perfect everything, that we have to be perfect in every area of our lives, that's why our lives are so complicated and we become so bound and, and powerless. But realize that God has already given us His victory and He is leading us to the ultimate victory. And so all we have to do is leave everything to Him and follow after His steps. Uh, verses 10 to verse 20 talks about the actual warfare. 
And there are many uh, outrageous things written here as well. Uh, it just says destroy everything. Let's move on to chapter 21, verses 1 through 9. Uh, it talks about the unsolved murders. If someone is found slain lying in a field in a land, the Lord your God is giving you to possess, and it is not known who the killer was. Your elders and judges shall go out and measure the distance from the body to the neighboring towns. Then the elders of the town near, near, nearest the body shall take a heifer that has never been worked and has, has never worn a yoke and lead it down to the valley that has not been plowed or planted and where there is a flowing stream. And the Levitical priest shall step forward, for the Lord your God has chosen them to minister and to pronounce blessings in the name of the Lord and decide all cases of dispute and assault. So everything is given to the Levites to decide. So what kind of law is this? But amazingly, this is the law of the Lord. And it is decided by God Himself. And they shall declare, Our hands now shed this blood, nor did our eyes see it done, except as atonement for your people Israel, whom you have redeemed, Lord, and do not hold your people's people guilty of the blood of an innocent person. Then the bloodshed will be atoned for, and you will have purged from yourselves the guilt of shedding innocent blood, since you have done what is right in the eyes of the Lord. So the Levites will go to that place of, 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 the, of the event, and they will just shed the blood of that offering animal, and that bloodshed itself will, will, will clean that um, record of sin. So this is a very funny and weird rule, once again, weird law that is given to, that is given to the Israelites by God. So again, this is depicting how simple our life with God should be. That we should just rely on Him and trust that whatever He tells us to do is right and not uh, worry about what is, what, what is uh, outside of what God has already told us. Because we rely on what we see, what we hear, and what we have received from Babylon. That's why we turn to, uh, we, we, we turn away from the Lord and fall into unbelief. Because God decides everything. We do not need to uh, um, um, implement more things into our lives that are just going to compl uh, complicate it.
when we were buying this church, uh, the, 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 uh, this floor, the fifth floor for the church, at first the people, the the, uh, the person who was who was selling this this piece of land uh, was uh, was not willing to to cut the price down. But I just prayed to the Lord, and He gave me the amount of money that we are going to be paying for this place. And I just waited until that landowner was willing to cut the price to what uh, to the exact. Um, number that God has given to me and that's why we were able to purchase this church for a huge bargain and let's move on to verse 10 which talks about marrying a captive woman it says uh, uh, if you notice among the captives a beautiful woman and are attached to her you may take her as your wife bring her into your home and have her shave her head trim her nails and put aside the clothes she was wearing when captured so even if that woman is beautiful do you think after you have shaved her head and trimmed her nails and and, and basically in uh, cap uh, made, captured her and put her uh, in your house for a month do you think she would still be beautiful in your eyes and if so then I guess it is right for you to marry her So living with God can can be inter very entertaining at, at at times, and some of these laws uh, maybe were just given for for the laughs. And verses 22 uh, verse 22 to 23 talks about the various laws if it, someone guilty of a capital offense is put to death and their body is, expo is exposed on a pole you must not leave the body hanging on the pole overnight be heard to be sure to bury it in the same day so again many many laws are written in chapter 22 as well and it talks about uh, the ox and sheep or the, or the animals of Israel. And everything written here talks about uh, the owner experiencing a loss in the end because of these laws. But again, God is saying when you do not do not think about this as a law uh, as a loss, but rather think about it as a, think about it as a, a channel for blessing. In verse 6, if you come across a bird's nest beside the road, either in a tree or on the ground, and the mother is sitting on the young or on the eggs, do not take the mother with the young. You may take the young, but be sure to let the mother go so that it may go well with you and you may have a long life. And in verse 9, it says, Do not plant two kinds of seed in your vineyard. If you do, not only the crops you plant, but also the fruit of the vineyard will be defiled. And God does not like being the Israelites being mixed. 
And that's why he's, he commands them not to plant two different kinds of seed in the same ground. And verse 11 says, Do not wear the clothes of woolen linen woven together. So God does not want us to omit, uh, omit the fragrance of the world. He does not want us putting on fancy clothes for us, uh, upon ourselves. In verse 12, make tassels on the four corners of the cloak you of the cloak you wear. So the Israelites needed to have tassels on their 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 garments. Again, this is to signify them them being set apart from. Uh, the foreigners. So if they are not separated from the world, then they cannot be called Israel. Because Israel needed to become, they needed, needed to be molded into the, uh, uh, the likeness of God. And that is the essence of the law of God. And next, it talks about marriage violations. Yeah, we don't really need to go into detail on in these rules. So let's go into chapter 23. Exclusion from the assembly. No one who has been emasculated by crushing or cutting or cutting may enter the assembly of the Lord. So again, being emasculated um, was something that is done by the foreigners in, 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 in their temples. And that's why the Israelites were not allowed to do this. And uh, no one born of a for forbidden marriage, nor any of their descendants, may enter the assembly of the Lord. Not even in the tenth of generation. Uh, not even in the tenth generation, because the Lord did not want His people to be defiled and be be polluted. And that's why He set these rules for His holy people. In verse 9, it takes the, when you are encamped against your enemies, keep away from everything impure. And, uh, whenever Israel is, 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 goes into warfare, their victory line is dependent on their holiness. And uh, the, the, the standard for the holiness was so high that in verse 10 it says, if one of your men is unclean because of nocturnal emission, he used to go outside the camp and stay there. So nocturnal emissions uh, cannot, is, not even, uh, done, is not done by the person voluntarily. But even that act itself can, can uh, defile the whole camp. And that's why that person needs to be excluded. So once again, we have to leave everything to the Lord and, and be set apart from the world to keep our holiness. 
That is the Israel's way of life. So living this way is is living a simple life, not living by your own thoughts, and putting your life, uh, giving your life for the Lord's holiness. But to those who have encountered the Lord, this lifestyle should come to them naturally. And verses starting from 19, uh, it talks about interest in the in the money or food that has been lent. And God tells His people specifically not to uh, take interest from their fellow brothers and sisters. So it's better to just not lend the money than to lend that money and and request an interest uh, for the money that you have lent. And if you are to lend people money, do not lend the money thinking that you will have that you would uh, receive that money back. Give it to them. Uh, just give it to them. And if they are able to pay you back, then uh, receive receive it then. So let's move on to chapter 24, uh, cha- verse 4. Then, then her first husband, who divorced her, is not allowed to marry her again after she has been defiled. That would be the tes- that would be detestable in the eyes of the Lord. Do not bring sin upon the land of the Lord your God is giving you to you as an inheritance. So again, God is just going through all the laws that He has given to Israel to keep them holy, and to keep themselves to 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 help them keep themselves holy. So let's conclude the sermon here, and we will we will go into chapter twenty eight tomorrow morning. Let's pray. What should we pray about? We need to repent about this. We have to realize that we have been under the influence of Babylon so much so that we have uh, we have allowed it to come into our minds and 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 corrupt our point of view. So even though it may seem foolish, we need to. Uh, cast everything before the Lord and let Him decide everything and not uh, take control of our own lives thinking that we can lead it in the right way. If the church be- uh, lives this kind of uh, wrong, wrong, uh, if the world, is, uh, if the church is being controlled by Babylon, then it allows itself to be controlled by the spirit of Jezebel. And your faith life becomes very difficult. So we have to remember that we need to be reliant on the Lord by by leaving everything for Him to decide. And in, to do that, you need to believe that when you when you obey the Lord's law, obey the Lord's laws, He's going to bless you. 
So even if you experience a loss in the process, He's going to make up for it by blessing you. And that is the law that is given to us. And I strongly advise you to pray about this uh, after this service. To repent. <laughs> to repent on how much we have been influenced, how much we have been influenced by Babylon, and allow it to take control of our lives. And the more you live in Babylon, the more you strengthen the spirit of unbelief that is working upon you. How many times have you, have you worked towards things that, that you wanted, that you desired? How much time have you spent living under the standard of the world? God told us to give our life for holiness, to live by His holy laws and under His holy dominion. But how much have you disobeyed Him and, and uh, have been stubborn with our own ways? All this becomes motivation, all this becomes reasons for why you continue to hold on to the world. We need to, we need to uh, anticipate for His blessings even while experiencing losses. If someone wants money, if someone needs money, just give it to them. Because God is going to bless you even more, um, even more than you have given to others. So as you pray, encounter the Lord, meet Him deeply, and let Him help. Let Him help you see what is wrong within you. Let Him see all the all this uh, unbelief and Babylon and religion that is still present within your within your spirits. And stop your habits of trying to take control of your own lives, thinking that you can lead it correctly. Lead, Pray so that you can be cleansed of the standards of Babylon, so that you can fully uh, surrender yourself to the Lord. Lord, help us to believe in you once again. Let us realize who we are before you, that we are holy people, that we should not be defiled by the world anymore. Let's pray.